With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and today I will be speaking with the final three for Big Brother Canada 7. It's very exciting, very exciting. I was actually at the chorus building to speak to the final three in person, and uh, and we have we even have video. Video is currently being exported and uh, and released as we speak. So it might even be there by the time you listen to this. But this is the audio version. You get your own little intro. It's all together. It's great. Also, make sure you check out Rob has a website on or Rob has a podcast on uh, on YouTube, and uh, and you can also find it on Rob has a website if you want to see the video version. I got all dressed up, guys. You want to see it? It's great. Uh, but I spoke with Anthony, Kira, and Dane in that order, and uh, had a lot of fun talking to them. Uh, Anthony was was great. Uh, I, I wanted to know some things about some animals and he, he let me know. I talked to Kira and, uh, and they were very fun to talk to. Um, and of course, Dane spoke with Dane, let him know that, uh, he, he has some, some former players that were pulling for him that were wanting to wish him congratulations and all of that stuff. So lots of, uh, lots of good things to come in these exit interviews. I hope you guys enjoy. So without any further ado, let's, uh, let's get to them. Hey, Anthony, how's it going? How you doing, man? Nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, you played you played an excellent game. Uh, I'm a, a longtime fan of the show. I actually have been doing podcasts uh, every single morning, updating everything happening on the live feeds, and you were a pleasure to watch on those feeds. Jeez, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So how, how are you feeling? Honestly, I feel great. I, I think I played that game uh, to the best that I possibly could. You know, without... Um, you know, knowing too much about the game going inside, you know, I, I had to adapt very, very quickly. I had to really navigate uh, through the game, but you know, I, I definitely think I played the best and I'm, I'm happy with number two. Uh, Dane played a number one game and all congrats to the, the Prince of Kelowna. So we saw that you did not receive any jury votes. Why, why do you think that is? You know, you have to remember the jury doesn't know exactly what's going on in the game. You know, as members from the jury go into the house, they kind of set the tone, you know, they share information and they, you know, compare perspectives and they come up with their own conclusions. You know, 
the reason why some of those players are in the jury is because they had no idea what was really going on in the game. So, you know, when you have people who think they know what they're talking about inside a jury house sharing information with other people who don't know what they're talking about, it's very easy for them to come to their own conclusions. I think I played in, uh, you know, the best social game by far. You know, I wasn't running around telling everybody you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Um, like other people were, um, I stayed loyal to the soil with my group. Uh, but at the end of the the day the jury thought that dame played a better game and honestly i agree uh were you expecting more time in the end to explain your game to the jury and the jury questioning if i had had more time uh possibly a different outcome um you know like i said the jury didn't didn't really know what was going on they had their own assumptions of 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 you know what was really happening inside of the house and and that's that's part of the game though you know part of the game is making sure you're good for jury you can work your way up to final 3 you can work your way up to final 2 all you want but if you're not good with the jury you're not going to get the 100k so um i think if i had more time to explain myself and to go over a certain situation and maybe more questions people could have realized what was really going on uh, but I didn't. And that's, you know, how the game, how the game goes. And I respect it. Did you have a plan for managing the jury going in? Like when they, when you were sending people home, were you trying to, uh, to, to, to finesse them in a certain way? Yeah, I tried to finesse everyone, but Sam, Sam was a huge target for me. Um, you know, once I realized that Sam was a detriment to the pretty boys, that's when I started going, uh, against her. Um, but there were other members that, you know, I was, you know, to a sense loyal to and ultimately, Sorry. Uh, ultimately, they, you know, went home for for other reasons, which, you know, they probably thought it was me. Um, but like I said, people in the jury house are setting a tone for what they think is really going on. And they they don't know. So something that uh, a lot of the jury members were talking about were uh, the competition wins. Yep. And you came into the house not really knowing that you would need to study. Right. Once you found out that you needed to, you kind of said in the diary room like, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't need to do this. Do you think that that was a mistake? Do you think that you should have uh, tried to study a little more? Absolutely not. In most of the competitions, the physical and the endurance minus pipe dream, I, I did fairly well. I wasn't finishing last and, and, and second last and third last. I was finishing close to the front. The mental competitions I, I struggled with, but people were going around telling people Anthony is not working on his days. He doesn't even know that he has to remember his days. I was using that to an advantage because people are seeing that I can compete in the physical and the endurance, but they're also seeing that I, I'm not a strong competitor in the mentals. Why would they want to go against somebody who's very strong in the mental competition near the end when I didn't know this, but in the end is when the mental competitions are more, are the most frequent. So, you know, I, I think that, um, not remembering my days was definitely a huge advantage and it played a big part in why I got so far. I wish I, you know, could have came together for, for the last couple of comps because I would have shared myself in final two and not just had to rely on my social game. So if Corey had stayed in the game, what was your plan with Corey? Would you have been more loyal to Corey than the Pretty Boys if you had made it down to the end? I started the game off with the Pretty Boys and I was riding for the Pretty Boys and I fought very hard for each one of them. It came to a point, though, that I was realizing that Corey was the one who really had my back. Corey was the one who was 100% loyal to me and I was 100% loyal to Corey. The Pretty Boys were talking, you know, amongst each other about me and saying how I'm going to be difficult to 
takedown in the end and you know how Anthony's playing such a strong game and you know maybe we should get out somebody who's aligned with Anthony they're having conversations without me Corey didn't have conversations without me and and if there was an ever an issue with me she included them with me I wanted to make sure that Corey went as far in the game as she possibly could have and I tried my hardest the only thing stopping Corey from going far was the pretty boys and you know with all the workouts that Corey was doing you know I remember there were days where Corey was you know vein popping out the neck sweating from head to toe and screaming at the top of her lungs and Adam and Dane arguably the strongest combis in the game were scared for their lives I saw the fear in their eyes but I knew that if Corey were to come as far with me in the game as the pretty boys did, then I would have to join them together naturally. I would have to make them feel comfortable around each other and confident with each other naturally. So that's why I made a final three with Mark, with Corey. That's why I made a final three with Dame, with Corey. And I tried with Adam, but Adam didn't really have that kind of juice. And, you know, in the end, it ended up biting Corey. So if you had to make a decision between Corey and and the pretty boys, what would you, what decision would you have made? I came into the game thinking that I was going to be strong in the loyalty department and the people who were going to ride for me would be strong in the loyalty department. The pretty boys were, were everything to me. Those are my brothers. Corey was also everything to me. It's very difficult to distinguish the two because I would have fought to the end for both. I, I will tell you this though, when Adam was, when I found out, when I saw Adam's face at the ceremony and I realized he was the secret assassin, I knew eventually I would get my revenge in one way or another. That all also contributed to why I voted Adam out. You, we had discussions about keeping Corey. I told you you were going to be okay with Corey. Mark knew that, that he was okay with Corey. Dane knew that he was okay with Corey. And we sat in the round table and came to a conclusion. Why are you guys in just a couple days changing your minds? It's because you've been having other conversations and you didn't agree with what happened. And ultimately, you're going against me. Can you walk me through the decision at final five to uh, keep Dane over Mark? So in final five, um, you know, I really had to come to a tough decision. Mark throughout the season kept talking about Kevin Martin and kept talking about how, you know, everyone wants to go on a trip after everyone's talking about, you know, being friends. And, you know, if I like to put it, everything would be kumbaya. But at the end of the day, um, Mark is a probably the smartest player in the game. And there is no way that Mark is taking the pretty boys to the end. I, I, I sense that Mark would be as loyal to the pretty boys uh, as he could be up into a certain point, which is, you know, basically the same for all of us. But I felt like Mark, you know, after conversations and hearing him talk that, you know, he would definitely be going after, you know, targets one by one. Well, before final five, Mark was already talking about Adam. Mark was already talking about Dane. I'm not naive to think that he's also having th- these discussions about me. So I had to think of, well, who do I trust the most and who do I think would be the most loyal to me? I, Dane would not have been in the game if if it were not for me. I saved Dane on two separate occasions. So I knew that if I had saved Dane and and me and Dane, you know, had 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 conversations and stuff like that, that, you know, he would be loyal to me and indebted to me to the end. So I had to go with my gut. Uh, If Dane had cut you at the final three and taken Kira to the end, would you have voted for Dane to win or would you have uh, felt a little upset and voted Kira? 
uh, to be honest, I would have been absolutely devastated because Dane swore on lots of things and he promised me and that is my brother and brothers don't break promises to other brothers. And I told, uh, you know, I told Dane that, you know, I got you regardless of who's in the final three. Uh, uh, if I win and I have an opportunity, I'm taking you. And I meant that, you know, I told other people certain things, but that was just, you know, to get far. Um, if Dane had have cut me, I 100% would have voted for Kira because Kira played that game blindfolded. Kira had no one who was completely uh, uh, truthful with them and they fought their way uh, uh, with even their own battles with themselves to the end. People have been telling Kira since day one that they are weak, that they are too emotional to be here. That is not fair. That is why we had I had all those conversations with Kira because I wanted Kira to really believe in themselves. They're here for a reason. You were selected out of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You earned your place to be here. People are banking on you to represent and you got to give it your all. I'm very proud of Kira and if Dane had cut me 100% I would have voted for Kira. Uh, I'm very interested in this question in particular. Uh, am I a lion? You are definitely a lion. You know, you look great in your suit. Very personable. Uh, you're good at what you do. And, you know, I appreciate that. And, you know, from a, from one line to the next, you know, you're definitely you definitely belong in the concrete jungle, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, well, I know that you went in day one yeah. burgundy suit yeah. looking fly. Yeah. Uh, you left day 69 looking fly. But which which suit was more fly? Um, you know, the one that brought home the 20 K was definitely beautiful, beautiful, but you know, day one burgundy suit, fresh cut, Dougie delicious. That's a different guy, man. You know, I, I have full confidence going into, into the house. Um, you know, I, I, I knew that if I made it past the first week, I had a very good chance of making it far in the game. And, and that's exactly what I did. I'll remember that day, you know, even if I don't remember any of the other ones. Uh, now that you've played, uh, do you think you're going to continue to watch the show and become like a, a, a fan or, or are you kind of uh, done with it? I am, I am a huge fan of the show. People don't understand how much work goes into this, how much prep. Uh, I loved uh, playing this game. Um, I'm definitely going to go back and watch the seasons that I didn't get a chance to watch because honestly, I only watched one season coming into this. I slept through a couple episodes. I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, I knew I had to be social. I knew I had to build relationships and I'll go from there. Um, but definitely now I'm full fledged riding for the whole big brother movement. This is the greatest show. I will be an ambassador and you know, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to complete, uh, to compete on this type of platform and I'm, I'm blessed to have made it as far in this game as I did. One more question. If, uh, if you were given the opportunity to play again, would you? I would love to play again, but it's got to be for all-star season. I want to go against the best of the best. I want to play against the Ikas. I want the Dimitris. I want the Marine. I want the Great Dane. I want all these players that have earned their place uh, uh, in the Big Brother Hall of Fame. I do consider myself a Hall of Famer, um, but I'm definitely down for another ride, and I appreciate everything that Big Brother has done for me. All right. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you very much. It's great talking to you. All right, Lion. Hello, Dane. How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. It's a great day to be alive. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we met in the backyard last night. Uh, I'm Taryn from Rob as a Podcast. Uh, I, I podcasted every single morning, updating everything happening on the feed. So uh, I got to watch everything that you did all, all across the season. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so how, how are you feeling? 
Uh, honestly, it's uh, it's a surreal moment. It's hard to sink in right now, but right now I'm feeling uh, great. I feel like uh, uh, weight's off my shoulders, but it feels good to be the winner. I, I can imagine. Um, so you you went in and immediately, uh, you know, you fist bumped with Adam before you even entered the house. Yeah. You started up the pretty boys. Um, how 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 aware were you of the uh, the brigade connection and trying to like emulate the brigade style of play? Absolutely. Uh, we watched a lot of seasons of the show and uh, we were trying to uh, imitate them. Uh, we didn't want to have any cracks in our foundation and we are all fans of the show. So that was our number one goal, never to turn our backs on each other. So I thought we did a very good job of, uh, becoming, you know, kind of like the brigade, but you know, the pretty boys went a little bit further than them. They did. They did. Uh, so I, I, I'm actually, I'm buddies with Matt Hoffman. I told you a little bit about this uh, yesterday. Um, so I asked him to, if he had a message for you, uh, cause I, I told him about, the, about the pretty boys and everything that you guys have done with the brigade. Uh, he says, uh, I love him. Genuinely thought he played a great game. Uh, for sure. Give him my congrats, win or lose. This is before you won. Uh, and by all means, have him hit me up if he wants, uh, have fun. So, yeah, he I, and I can also tell you uh, that he was the uh, you know he was the short guy in yeah. the in the brigade, and so he really related to you <laughs> as the the guy, the short guy that wins all the competitions. Yeah, no, uh, I absolutely will hit you up, Matt. I can't wait to have a fun time with you, man. Yes, I also uh, I also asked Kevin if he had a message. He said, uh, "All of us are super pumped for you, Dane. You really, you deserve the win." Awesome, thanks, Kevin. It really uh, helps me with support from you guys. Uh, you guys, I watched you guys uh, in the past seasons, and uh, your games helped my game. Yeah, you had a lot of people pulling for you. How much does it mean for you to win this game? As such a big fan, you've been watching for 20 years, uh, and now you are a winner. Not only a winner, but uh, I think in many people's eyes, going to be seen as one of the best winners uh, of, of the Canadian show. Uh, how, what does that mean to you? It's crazy to think, uh, you know, I watched the show for 20 years and this is a dream. And uh, when I found out my dream was turning into reality, I wanted to do the best I can. This is my one shot and uh, I wanted to run with it. And uh, like I said, winning the show means everything to me. Uh, I'm a huge fan. And like I said, it hasn't sunk in yet, but I'm sure once it does, it's going to feel great. Yes. Uh, you won unanimously. Uh, you also never had a vote cast against you, which makes you the third person ever to play a perfect game. Uh, Dan Geesling, Kevin Martin, and now you. Uh, why is it, do you, do you think that, you, I mean, you played a very cutthroat game. You were stabbing people in the back, left and right. You had blood all over yourself, uh, but you won unanimously. What, what is it that, that allowed you to do that? I just honestly think that they saw my game and they respected my game. Um, I branched out. I was very social with everyone. Uh, you know, what you see is what you get with me. Uh, I am a very loving, charming guy. Uh, I'm not a backstabber in real life, but I knew coming to this game that I had to do what I needed to do to get to the winner's circle. Uh, I had my pretty boy alliance, but I knew that wasn't enough. So I had to open up and branch out to other people. I had my British Columbia alliance with the, the two girls and Deems. And uh, honestly, it was really tough to go against them. But I think being very social and being really loving and, you know, being adapting to everyone uh, really helped me out in the end. And you know, I'm just voting the jury house. I mean, I wasn't seeing that one. I wasn't expecting it. But I mean, that's, I guess, legendary status. I don't ever consider myself as a legend, but uh it's going to take time to sink in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we saw that throughout most of the game, you were talking to the cameras about how you did want to take Anthony to the end, to the final two. It did seem like there were a couple moments where you were, you were considering other options. How close were you to ever uh, really like going for thinking about like uh, a different plan? Maybe, maybe I'll take somebody else to the end. Honestly, um, 
I was waiting to see how the season played out, but Anthony was my guy. He was my rock. Everyone expected the pretty boys. Everyone expected Adam and Dane. No one ever thought Dougie and Dane. And uh, we did a really good job of hiding our secret alliance. Uh, coming down to the final three, I knew it would probably be an easier route to go with Kira. Uh, I would have thought my unanimous decision would come against them. However, um, I'm a loyal guy. I am. Uh, and when I had a chance to bring Dougie and make his dream come true as well, I wanted to uh, stick to my word. And uh, I felt at that time I still played a better game than Anthony. I didn't expect the 7 nothing votes. I thought it would be 5-2, 4-3 from my favor. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I had a dream with him day two, and I was happy that I could bring him along. Well, it's it's funny, actually, because uh, I asked Anthony if you had cut him at the final three, if he would have voted for you. He said he would vote for Kira in that instance. So uh, so this was actually the correct decision yeah, to bring Anthony. You won unanimously instead of six yeah, to one. Yeah. Um, Kira's vote. Very nice to get Kira's vote. I was not expecting that one either. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, but I want to ask you, if if you knew that you couldn't beat Anthony, if you knew that the votes weren't there, would you still have taken him or would you have then made a, a different move? Uh, you know, I actually was doubting myself against Anthony for a very long time until I started winning uh, in the in the last comps. I won the last HOH. I won the last POB to take out Adam. As soon as I took out Adam, I knew I had this game in the bag. Everyone wanted Adam out since day one, and no one expected me to get Adam out. And um, when I did that, I knew no matter who I brought, I thought I would win this season. Uh, when I brought Anthony to the final two, every single jury member came up to me and was like, I can't believe you brought Anthony over Kira. And it just goes to show you that loyalty is not dead in this game. Uh, so what what was it about Anthony that made you choose him as the guy you wanted to work with? Uh, we know that you bonded a lot on day two. Unfortunately, those are not on the feeds. Uh, so what like what was it? What was the conversation? What made you choose Anthony? Honestly, we just shared a lot of uh, life experiences and we found that we went through similar situations. And, you know, obviously with my dad, I saw the deep, dark waters of life and uh, he saw some pretty dark waters himself and it didn't let us define who we are. You know, uh, it's tough to bounce back from those breaks, but uh, we've grown to be better men. And I saw that he was a loyal guy. His breach was loyalty is his weakness. I really love him for that. And uh, we just connected in so many different ways. And uh, I really respect him as an individual and he'll be your brother for the rest of my life. Yeah, that, that was something that was interesting about this season because it was a season that was dominated by a guy's alliance, you know, these alpha dogs. Um, and yet there was so much emotion in the season uh, between you and your bond with Anthony. And there were a lot of tears shed and, and Adam. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think like, what does it say to you or, or how do you feel about the fact that like it, there were these guys working together, but also you weren't afraid to be emotional. You weren't afraid to cry and hug each other and tell you, Shelly, you, I mean, you said, I love you every time you like you left a room. Um, like, well, what is that? Yeah, well, my breach was that I'm a softie at heart. So, I mean, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I don't cry that much. That house gets you a little crazy. But uh, it was nice to see how uh, close we became. We were honestly brothers. Uh, I love those guys to death. And to uh, see Anthony and Adam crying, that is like 500 pounds of men crying in each other's arms. Uh, it really, it, you know, we are brothers. And um, just goes to show you that big guys can also be uh, kind hearted, too. Yeah. Uh, you talked a lot about, uh, your dad, um, on, on the show and, uh, how that's, it was, it's a very recent thing. And, uh, you know, how did that 
impact trying to play the game? Uh, did you did you watch the show with him like, growing up? Like, was this a, a dream of his as well? Honestly, no, he wasn't a big uh, fan of the show. He loved the game, but he never watched it. He was we were we connected more with the in the sports world, but uh, he knew this was a dream of mine. And um, you know what I went through last year was a very uh, troubling experience. And uh, without his presence in the air, uh, I don't think I would be in the house. I know he was with me the whole way. Uh, you know, he let his son live out his dream. He knows that hockey was my dream, and then when hockey ended, that. I had this dream to be on the show. And uh, when he got me into the house, I didn't want to let him down. Uh, I know he's proud of me. And I, like I said, I dedicated this whole season to him. Yeah, I uh, I've actually saw that some of our listeners, um, I saw somebody post in our in our patron group, actually, uh, I believe that uh, that their father had passed away very in a very similar time frame as yours. And watching you on the show felt like a win for them, too. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that you should be proud of, of what you managed to accomplish and how you inspired others uh, in, the, in the same way. Thank you. Yeah, this is a great platform to uh, really uh, uh, raise awareness for mental health. Um, you know, it's a serious issue in this country. It's a serious issue around the world. And uh, my saying is it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay in that mind frame. And if you're struggling or if you know anyone struggling, please speak up and be loud and proud of how you feel. I never resent my dad for what he did. Uh, I love him to death. Um, I wish he would have spoke a little sooner. However, he did what he had to do. And um, I, I'll always uh, have him in my heart. Um, all right. Fez, back to the game real quick as we finish this up. Uh, I think one of the most impressive moments during the season was uh, it looked like it looked like you were done. It looked like, oh, man, he shouldn't have gotten Damien out because now this is bad news. Anthony is going to vote Dane out of the game and uh, and he's going to be out at final five. But then you managed to turn it around. You talked Anthony into keeping you. Can you just run me through everything that happened from when Anthony was like, Here's the thing uh, to you convincing him to, to keep you in the end. Yeah. Um, I was a little caught off guard when he said he was uh, a little bit hurt by me uh, taking Corey out and going against him. Uh, it kind of made me feel like he wasn't my ride or die at that moment. So I needed to come up with a game plan very quickly. Um, I used the emotional card. I know I was dealing with a lot of emotional players. So I started crying a lot, <laughs> as you guys saw. Um, used those crocodile tears. But I also uh, brought him up to the room and showed him my uh, game board that I created and said, if you get... Uh, if you get me out right now, no one's going to get Adam out. You're not going to get Adam out. Kira won't and Mark won't. And who can get Adam out? I can. I can beat him in a physical. I can beat him in a mental. As much as I need you right now, man, you need me going forward. And, uh, you know, I think I really opened his mind to this game. He didn't realize that the days and all of the comps and everything uh, came into effect down the, down the stretch with mental comps. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was a big strategy of mine, uh, you know, use the emotional card, but also show him that I've been playing this game since day one and that he's going to need me going forward. Yes. Uh, and I loved how you said, uh, Dan Giesling, I hope, uh, I hope you're proud. That yeah, was great. Yeah, Danny, I hope you're proud of me, man. I used your funeral as a little bit of inspiration for that one. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dane. It was great talking to you. I it, man. I uh, hope we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Hello, Kira. How's it going? You know, uh, it's going pretty good considering all things. Seen better days, but uh, all in all, it's going pretty well. Yes, well, I, I'm Taryn from Rob as a Podcast. Uh, I do an update every single morning on everything that's happening on the live feed. So uh, I've been watching you for the last 69 days. I hope that's okay with you. Uh, wow, got real personal, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me cry a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, I'm sorry for picking my nose. No, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. Uh, how, how are you feeling with everything? Honestly, um, I obviously am beating myself up over that last comp. It's hard not to, especially because Dana and I knew our days just as well as the other. And um, I had a feeling it would come down to the tiebreaker. And with that first one that I had wrong, I knew the answer was three. But I hit this one thinking it was A, but this it was switched around. And when I got that first one wrong... Uh, it just tripped me up and I knew I would lose because I knew Dana was going to get every right. So that was a really rough moment. But uh, I thought he was breaking me because five minutes before the comp, he said, don't worry, Kirzy, you're winning at least 20 grand today. And so I was like, he has no use in lying now, right? Um, so I actually trusted him for the first time in 69 days. I believe Dane. And, uh, that's why I was shocked, but, uh, you know, I'm proud of making it as far as I did. And I truly believe I was probably the most improved player and, uh, I'm blessed to have made it that far and to have used my voice as much as I did, you know? Yeah. We saw that, uh, when Dane cut you for Anthony, you were, you were a little bit upset there. Um, it was, so it was mostly that he had told you right before that you were going to stay. Did he say after he won the comp that he was still going to keep you or or did he, was he kind of quiet after that? So after the comp, Dane like went straight to the pantry. Like he didn't even look or talk to us. So I did find that a little bit peculiar and like, I was going to go up to him, but I like was sitting next to Anthony. I was like, what do you think he's going to do? He's like, I don't know. I think he'll bring you, blah, blah. Even Anthony was still playing along and like, that's to me what pissed me off. And at first I was more upset with Dane. And then later I actually felt even more betrayed by Anthony. Um, felt very played this whole game by that guy. But. Well, uh, you probably should. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we we know that you were able to recognize that Anthony was a very manipulative player throughout the game. But uh, do you do you recognize how much influence he was having over the decisions that you were making in the end game? Oh, so you I, 
are you talking about my decision to keep Dane? Well, there were, yeah, the few things, uh, like the nominations, the decision to keep Dane, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know what your decision was about who you're going to take to the final two. Um, but, uh, but he was, I mean, at the very least, he was, uh, definitely trying to claim that he was having a lot of influence over those decisions. Yeah. But to be honest with you, Every decision I made while I was HOH was my decision. Yes, it was nice to have someone support it. And it definitely felt like a bit safer because I knew I was going to have people upset with me. But I wanted to put up Adam and Dane. That was my idea, not Anthony's. And that came from, you know, what Dane did week two. He put uh, week four. He put me and Chelsea up because he didn't want you know, someone fighting for another person on the block. And then Adam and I had multiple conversations where when I was HOH, he wanted me to put up Anthony beside Mark so that Anthony wouldn't use the veto. And that's when I realized I needed to put up Adam beside Dane. That had Anthony can take ownership as much as he wants. That was my decision on my own. But, you know, his ego is the size of Canada. So he's he likes to believe that that was him. And then keeping Dane... You know, he definitely helped me stay on that track. But I initially, after the after I nominated the two of them and Adam had his blow up, Adam made it very clear that he was like almost like cultishly proud of the pretty boys. And it was just like it was kind of creepy even. It was just like he was like, it's a beautiful thing. And oh, sorry. And, you know, it is a beautiful thing. But that showed his cards that showed that no matter what, even if it like decreased his odds of winning, he would keep the pretty boys together and cut me next. So that's when I started thinking like, oh, my God, I might not be able to cut Dane. And if I can turn Dane against Adam, at least I'll have a chance to keep fighting. Um, But it was only after the veto like ceremony, did I really fully, fully decide that? And I ran it by Anthony and he was fully on board, which like, okay, great, Anthony. You think that was your idea? Actually, I had that idea before we even talked about it. But uh, Anthony's going to try to take credit for every decision that I made. That's just Anthony. But I had my own gameplay and I was making my own decisions this whole time. So I don't think Anthony had that much sway over what I was doing, but it was nice you know, when I was alone to feel like I had support over my decisions during the chaos. Um, he definitely swayed me enough for him not to be the replacement nominee because I felt good enough with him that I didn't feel it was necessary. Now, looking back, I should have gotten him out instead of Mark because I was very stressed at the idea of getting out Mark because I knew Mark was my best chance of winning $100,000. So realistically, I should have kept Mark around instead. And I even thought maybe get out Anthony. But when Anthony convinced me and lied to me that Mark was saying my name, I disliked Mark so much that I was just like, okay, let's just get out Mark, like keep Dane to fight back. But you know, in reality, that was probably the biggest mistake. I should have gotten Anthony out instead of Mark and Dane would have still taken out Adam and things could have been very different. But, you know, I felt close to Anthony and I trusted him. That was a downfall. And he was very good. He knows that I have a guilt complex, very big guilt complex. And he played to that. So anytime I questioned him, because I knew how manipulative he was and I saw right through it. But anytime I questioned him, and I brought it to him. He would make me feel so guilty for doubting him. And he really felt like a brother to me. And I actually genuinely felt bad. And he played to that. He played to my emotions very successfully. Nobody else did, but he did. But my decisions were mine and mine only. How surprised were you to find out that uh, Anthony had been secretly working 
with Dane, even within the Pretty Boys, as a final two uh, since day two, and that uh, that the whole sort of thing was you know part of a plan. Actually, what happened that week was that uh, Anthony was on board to take Dane out until Dane made a pitch to Anthony uh, that was uh, like a you know fifteen minutes long, showing him his study board, saying, "Bro, you need me. You need me in this game. I'm gonna take you." Um, and then Anthony changed his mind and decided, "Okay, I'm gonna keep Dane instead of Mark." Um, and uh, so. They, but they had been loyal up until the Corey stuff. Then they had kind of split apart a little bit. And then Dane was able to get him back on board. Uh, but were, were you surprised that they had been so close throughout the season? Um, yes and no. So I definitely was surprised initially. But looking back, like Anthony always encouraged me to build with Dane, have a truce with Dane, blah, 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 blah. And like I knew that they were closer than Anthony was leading on just because it seemed like... Anthony was like somewhat trying to protect Dan always and like kind of saw it, but like I didn't want to believe it because I really believed it was Adam and Dane that were closest. Um, but that whole Corey thing, that was me. I, I went to Corey and Anthony and I was like, listen, the boys are trying to backdoor Corey. And I, I wanted to believe that Anthony was so loyal to Corey that she, he would feel betrayed enough by the boys that it would do what it needed to do and crack the foundation that was the Pretty Boys Alliance. Unfortunately, him and Dane were closer than I thought. And, you know, Sam and I couldn't communicate well enough with Corey to actually have it followed through. And that was our detriment. But um, I probably should have talked to Corey alone, share with her what Sam and I knew already and had known told her about the back door and things could have been very, very different at that point. But then maybe I wouldn't have made it to the final three. So who knows? Has Mark told you yet that, uh, that he was planning on taking you to the final two? Yeah, he, he, he did tell me and I would have won. That's the thing. Did, did you ask the jury? Uh, you know, but I know nobody likes Mark. Sorry, Mark. But um, to be honest, like I, I, I even felt it in my gut that, that Mark would have taken me. But Anthony knew I didn't like Mark. And he really played on the fact that Mark was would like turn around and be like, we need to get Kira out next, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted... I believed it somewhat because I knew that Mark now saw that the move I was making was a big move and realized that I wouldn't, that, that I would beat him in the end. So he wanted to increase his odds of getting 20 grand. So I, th that for me was why it made sense, uh, as to why he'd want me out. Cause otherwise it wouldn't, but, uh, all in all should have kept Mark, gotten rid of Anthony, but <laughs> that's the biggest mistake I made this whole game. But you know, you can't change what's happened. And I believed Anthony and, out of everyone, I am most bitter towards Anthony. I don't know if I'll be forgiving him for a very long time. Well, so you were you were a vote for Dane over Anthony. Was that always going to be the case, or were you a little bit uh, up in the air when you when you left the house? Um, honestly, like throughout the game, I've I said it to Chelsea week three. I said it to Sam. I think that Dane is was playing a phenomenal game. Yes, he was lying a lot, but that's part of Big Brother, and. Uh, he honestly, I looked up to him as a player. I saw him as a legend the whole time. A lot of his game strategies I developed as my own. Like there were a lot of techniques that he would use that I would take on. He like did this thing where he would tell like a little bit of truth surrounded by lies to make you doubt someone that you're working with. Cause when you confront them, they admit to part of the truth, but then deny everything else. And you're like, well, you're denying the worst of it. So clearly, so it was brilliant. I started to do it. So thank you, Dane. But you know, all in all, I saw Dane as the better player. He was a com 
completely well-rounded player, mentally, physically, socially. I had a lot of respect for the guy. Uh, and for me, what solidified it, because it was going to be hard for me to go against Anthony as my friend, what solidified it was that last week um, in the competitions that Anthony was actually trying to win and he didn't do well and he gave up. He walked in that first HOH phase for the final HOH comp. Like when Dane was winning, instead of running across, he walked in the Vito Hunter, the video game one. He like made a joke out of it because he knew his time was bad. It was a time did not complete. And the one that we faced off against each other for the final HOH, he gave up, literally gave up. And to me, what makes a good player an epic player is someone that pushes their hardest, whether they're doing well or whether they're doing badly. And resilience is very important in this game. And it made me lose respect for him as a player. And I knew he didn't have my vote then. So uh, I was at the taping and I saw when you walked out and you were with the the jury, uh, I saw you talking to Adam and Mark. Can you tell me what conversations you were having? Yeah, uh, I told them, listen, guys, it's the Dane and Dougie show. And they were like, they were shocked to see me. They thought that Dane would have brought me or that I would have brought like Anthony. Uh, they did not expect it to be me. Um, I told Mark, I'm sorry. I told him I should have kept him and got rid of Anthony. And, uh, you know, all in all, you can't turn back time. So, you know, I wish I knew then what I know now, but I played the best game I possibly could. And I'm proud. Uh, I saw you on the morning show just now uh, saying that you would have taken Anthony to the final two yeah. over Dane. Can you explain that decision a little more? Yeah. So originally in the week, like I actually was thinking I would bring Dane just because I, I wasn't believing myself a lot. And, you know, looking at it this way, like the pretty boys all made it to jury. So that means three votes are solidly for one of the pretty boys likely. Right. So, and it would be easy for them to get one more. So I felt like my decision and who I would bring would pretty much be like the sole vote to choose the winner of big brother Canada season seven. So I felt like Dane deserved to win over Anthony. And so I was going to bring Dane at first. And then I started to believe in myself and I started to think if I can actually win this last one and take out Dane and have an epic speech, which I did, I had a chance of beating Anthony, even though the jury all said they raised their hand that they would have voted for Anthony. I really think that I could have changed their mind, especially if I took out Dane and I brought Anthony. So was there any point in time where you felt like you could beat Dane? Because I know you were talking to the cameras about that possibility at one point. Uh, yeah, I thought for a brief moment that, you know, people would be bitter enough that maybe there would be a chance. But, you know, in that house, you think a lot. You think a lot, you have a lot of time. And I thought about it and like, I knew the jury would not like, I thought maybe cause I thought that there was more of a chance the jury would be bitter over Dane than Anthony. And so it's like, maybe that's my chance. But then I started to think about my game versus Anthony's. And I thought if I could take out Dane that I had a chance of beating Anthony. So that's when things kind of shifted. Uh, you had some harsh words towards Adam, especially in the last few weeks of the game. Uh, do you still feel that way about Adam or has the, you know, the game has ended? You have kind of like, uh, okay, I'm out of that now. I don't need to, you know, feel the same way. Forget what harsh word. Oh, God, complex, misogynistic pig. Yes. Oh, I definitely take it back. Like he definitely has a God complex, but that's just cause he knows he created like a, a beautiful alliance. It really was. And, uh, he did a great job. Like, I'm very proud of him. But Adam is an amazing guy. He has a huge heart. And, uh, you know, like, he's just a big goofball. Like, he's 
he's not a bad guy at all. So I definitely do feel bad. I take it back, but he does have a God complex. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you came on the show as a non-binary person. And um, I can tell you as somebody who talked about you all season long, every single day, uh, that it was, it was very uh, great for me to get used to, to using the pronouns. And it, I think it was very instructional for a lot of the listeners um, and, and everyone who is getting used to uh, how that worked and, and understanding your story and, and you when you explained it on the feeds to Chelsea and to Adam. Uh, that was a really great moment. Um, how, how proud are you to, to be able to, to be that person to, to help educate people? I am beyond proud. I think, um, you know, growing up, you, I didn't have any role models or representation in mainstream media of like genderqueer people. And so for me, my struggle was very intense and it was very hard for me to come to terms with who or what I was and to not only accept it, but realize that it was an option. Do you know what I mean? And so to come on this show and spread awareness and educate people and share my story is beyond anything I could have ever imagined doing. And we all want to make a difference, right? And I'm proud to say I feel like I'm making a difference. And I hope that I can keep doing that. And I hope that, you know, anybody, whether you're queer or not, can relate to me and see that, like, you know, we are all different. The longer that you try to fit in, the longer it's going to take you to figure out who you are. And that's just nonsensical. So... Might as well just be you. Yeah, and I really appreciate that message that you brought to the show. And and like I said, it's been it's been great for me. I think it's been great for a lot of the audience. So I was really happy to see you there. Um, one one last question about Dane. Yeah. Uh, what was it about him that just made him? He was able to betray people. He was able to cut their throats, and then they still loved him, and they wanted to vote for him in the end. He won unanimously. Yeah. What what is it about Dane? So Dane played a very sneaky and shady game, but at the end of the day, Dane wore his heart on his sleeve and Dane had a very good personal relationship with everyone. And he's just a really likable guy. He like genuinely does care about everybody and that you feel that. And he's just so likable that like he could be backstabbing and you're like, eh, whatever, I deserve it. You know, like it's literally like you could forgive him so easily because he's just that likable. And like, he's kind of like the goofy guy that like you wouldn't see as like the macho winner type you know because like you know dane's like short he's got a receding hairline you know like he's he's not like he's not an adam like he's not a guy that you would pick up and be like oh that's gonna be the one that dominates everything and i think we're all proud of dane like dane really did an amazing job and uh he treated everybody like people. He was kind to everyone. At the end of the day, he made everybody feel accepted. And he was just, he was, he played a great social game. And he's a brother to me. I, I love the guy. Good guy. You've watched a lot of seasons. Where where would you place him in the winner rankings? I think he's one of the most deserving winners that Big Brother has ever seen. Hands down. One of the most I agree. well-rounded winners. And I'm very proud of him. He played a great game. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> It's great talking it's to you. Great talking to you guys too. And there you go. That was all of the final three. Wasn't that great? Things we learned. I'm a lion. Uh, that was cool. Um, that's really the only thing I learned. I was really happy about that. Um, 
But yeah, it was fun. I had a really good time. They were all really fun to talk to. Uh, didn't agree with all of their answers all the time. No, no, I would not say that. But uh, <laughs> but I did enjoy the conversations. They were all very sweet. Um, so please, uh, you know, go easy on them. This is, uh, this is a hard time to get right out of the house. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys have enjoyed the X interviews all season long. This was such a dream to, uh, to come here and to, uh, to get to do this. So thank you uh, again to uh, the patrons of Rob has a podcast for making all of this happen. And uh, thank you to all of the listeners who have, uh, who've been listening all season long. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Find me on Instagram. Taryn underscore Armstrong, if you want to find uh, some exclusive behind-the-scenes photos of of the backyard and the house and Ika and Arissa. Uh, it's not all up there yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Make sure you check it out. Um, and yeah, once again, thank you so much for everything. Very much appreciate it. And uh, see you next season. Oh, my foot is so asleep. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.